0: Hi everyone, welcome to the world where smiles are both our art and science. This is ADSA's Brace Yourself, the podcast that drills down to the core of dentistry. I'm Martina, ADSA's Publication Officer for 2024, and I'm here with my amazing publications team. I've got Anna, David, and Andrea. So floss away your worries, adjust your headrest, and let's dive into the cavity of knowledge together.
1: We are thrilled to be with you as we launch into a brand new year of engaging conversations and enlightening insights.
2: Here at Brace Yourself, we're all about connecting with you, our listeners, whether you're a dental professional, a student, or just fascinated by the incredible world of oral health.
3: You see, every episode will bring you the latest news, breakthroughs, and behind-the-scenes look at what it takes to keep a smile on everyone's face.
1: We're planning to release a new episode every month, packed with interviews from leading experts, tips and tricks for dental students, and discussions on the hottest Topics in dentistry today.
0: The lineup for our inaugural season is nothing short of exciting.
3: We have conversations scheduled with leading experts in various dental specialties, you know, pioneers in dental technology in private practice, conversations between peers, and even discussions on the psychological aspects of dental care.
0: So, our goal is not only to inform but also inspire and ignite curiosity. And, guys, this is a two way conversation. Your
2: thoughts, your questions, and your curiosity is is what fuels our podcast. So reach out to us with topics that you're interested in or questions you've always wanted to ask over on our Instagram at ozdsa. This is what will make Brace Yourself a truly interactive and enriching experience. Apart from that, you can also find us over on our Facebook page as well as on our website, which is adsa.org.au. You
3: know, after the times I wonder uh, where as a first year student, I could, you know, find some more information about the course I'm studying and the rich culture it beholds. Well, look no more as I'm happy to talk about the ADSA first year handbook a total must-have guide to all new dental students like myself and you know you can find them on the ADSA website and Facebook page with Instagram updates starting April keep an eye out on the inboxes for everyone in their direct emails so yeah let's get going
0: Okay. Thanks, David. In this episode, we really wanted our listeners to get to know us as the publications team a little bit better. So we thought it'd be best if we started off with some of our experiences so far. Like we're all from different dental schools. We're all from different parts of the country and have explored different pathways. What was the moment you realized that dentistry was your path or something you wanted to continue to pursue?
3: I think I'm always like scared of these questions, you know, like, my path like my thing I kind of wrote it down beforehand I'm always like a big victim of these like lovely quotes from like Oscar Wilde he says like if you want to become a grocer a general a politician or a judge you'll invariably become it and that's your punishment and I think that's sort of the thing I kind of live by it's like I really enjoy dentistry and now I'm getting to sort of learn about a rewarding profession but I think also at the same time I'm someone who like doesn't want to completely say like dentistry my thing because you could always like expand it to different kind of scopes but I think I like to reframe the question and maybe answer it as what I think my path is, maybe try my my best at whatever I face, whether the outcome is good or bad. And in the end of the day, um, serving others, which I think is sort of what everyone here wants to do in this like medical profession. So that's sort of my answer.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Anna, do you want to go? Like what made you fall into dentistry? Um, My story started off not so romantically
1: with my parents uh, indicating that this is the path I should go down. And initially as a young kid, I was like, no way, there's absolutely no way I want to be a journalist or I don't know what I want. Thought I was gonna be, but then I was like, okay, if they're pushing it so hard, I'm gonna look into it and see what is this actually about before I say a hard no. And so I started assisting. I didn't get into dentistry straight away. That was soul crushing because I had thought, okay, if I get in and try it out, then I can figure the rest out later. But I didn't get in. I think that actually fueled me to keep trying. And the time that I spent uh, trying to get in again, I was assisting in various central clinics um, all around. I moved around a lot, so all around Australia. So I could see like all these different clinics, all these. professionals and how they work, and I could see that their lifestyle was something that I could really enjoy myself. But when it really clicked was when I came across this concept. It's called Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept of reason for being, and when I was trying to figure out if dentistry is really going to satisfy me for the rest of my life as a career, I put this Ikigai concept to a test. And so there's four circles and they overlap in certain areas. And it's like uh, your ikigai, your reason for being or uh, something that's going to keep you uh, working hard and satisfied throughout your life should overlap in these four areas. And it should be something that you love, something you're good at, something you can be paid for and something the world needs. And when I put dentistry to a test, I was like, okay, yeah, that really fits. Because I was looking at Japanese people and how they're so satisfied with their work. They do it so well. They spend way past their retirement actually working hard and producing really high quality, whatever it is that they're doing. So I was like, how do they do that? Well, they find their ikigai and they spend their whole life perfecting their craft. That's what I'm trying to apply to dentistry.
2: So for me, ever since I was little, I always wanted to be a doctor. More specifically, I always want to be a pediatrician. So that was what I was gunning for. All through school, I was like, I'm gonna get into medicine, I'm gonna be a doctor. And then obviously didn't get in out of high school, but I was like, no I'll just keep trying. So I did a different degree for a year, and I was like, I'll just keep trying for medicine. So then the first year of uni, I reapplied to all the medical schools, and I was like, this time, why don't I just put down some dental schools? Because honestly, I'd rather be a dentist than be stuck in the degree that I'm in at the moment. And I luckily I got two offers one at Griffith and one at Adelaide. So I was like, you know what, let me just accept this Griffith offer and then we'll see how things go. If I still want to be a doctor after this, I can always try again. It's fine. Um, And the thing that always drew me to medicine, I think like Anna said, I've always been drawn towards like patient interaction and making a difference in someone's life that is something they can carry through their every day rather than something that happens once and then they just forget about it. So anyway, I got into dentistry and in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, like I'll probably still apply for medicine halfway through this year anyway because I probably won't like dentistry. But lo and behold, I'm in my fourth year now and I'm loving it. So that's a good sign, I guess. And yeah, I didn't think I would love it as much as I did, but I think obviously the biggest thing is like the balance. That you have in your life in comparison to those who study medicine and who work in medicine as well but also i just like how hands-on it is and how i'm the sort of person that like likes to keep things busy so i think like having back-to-back patients and getting things done um and moving through the day i think i really enjoy so
0: i'll be here for a while doing dentistry i think (laughs) you've got two years for me as well, I didn't fall straight into dentistry. Like going back to what Anna said earlier, I think. Coming out of high school, I said I wanted to do something health science related because that's just me as a person. I know like everyone says it, like the patient interaction thing, but I think we all really genuinely mean it. Like when we see our patients and we see the kind of response that they have after I've been able to do something for them, it's just so nice. But yeah, I did not make the cut for dentistry or medicine. And I think coming out of high school, I just knew I wanted to be in that field, but I don't believe that most people really know what they want to do when they're 17 or 18 years old so I decided to try oral health at Sydney Uni and I think that gave me really good exposure to what dentistry has to offer like it was doing the subjects and doing sim and doing prac I soon grew to realize that yeah like this is really something I wanted to do because it's so practical and hands-on so like when I wanted an escape from learning all the theory and everything I got that but yeah I don't think for me, there was a moment in time. If I had to pinpoint it, I remember one time in an oral health exam, even though I was super stressed before like doing this filling prep and composite, halfway through when I would warmed up, I was like, you know what? I'm actually so lucky to be able to do this as an exam. I was like, I low-key enjoy just sitting here and playing with composite. And I think, yeah, moments like that, it's like, even if it's a really difficult moment and you find the enjoying it I think yeah that to me had me realize that yeah no this is something I really want to do and then after oral health I did try another degree because I was like oh I'll just give it a shot like see what I like and I absolutely hated that so I came back to dentistry because I was like yeah this is my thing (laughs) I know what it feels like to enjoy something okay guys to wrap up the
2: podcast before we get to the outro i've prepared a little segment for us which i'm gonna call the blind tier list this one is humbling experiences in dental school edition so i've prepared five so i need you to blind rank them one to five one being the most humbling five being it's fine like it happens but you won't know what i'm saying so the first one i say you just have to rank it from one to five and once it's been ranked you can't move it and then the other ones you just have to follow so my first one is seeing an exam question for a topic you skipped studying because you thought it was low yield where are we putting that one being most
0: humbling bro
3: <laughs> that has to be close to the top right guys
0: i was thinking a three it always yeah, happens like it's literally the one slide you think that's not gonna show up that's the one that's going to be a long response <laughs> question like without fail that's why i have such an inefficient study pattern now but i'll go through every single slide like regardless of how insignificant it looks because i've been humbled Same. too many times i've learned the hard way like <laughs> actually traumatized
3: i'm thinking of two guys two let's keep it conservative
0: yeah buddy. i'd put it in the middle i because i feel like there's something that's gonna trip me up even more facts so general consensus
2: three okay next one when the rubber dam tears right after you get the clamp on so everything's fine it's done everything's set and then it tears where are we putting
0: that i'm just preparing for it to happen so if it happens i'm like see i saw it coming but the exam question one actually gets me (laughs) I agree. It's annoying where it's not the end of the world
1: for me. It'd be Deal. about
2: a four. Okay, number four. Next one then. So we've used up spot three and spot four. The next one. I don't know if David can relate to this one. So the next one is pushing through the smoker's breath during an appointment. And you have to pretend like everything is fine and you can smell it through the mask. Where are we putting that? You've got one, two, and five left.
1: I'm a five for this one. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah,
0: I feel like you just get through it. I was... Going to say it's probably below the other two that we've been given so far.
2: Okay, so we're putting it at five. We have spot one and two left. So hopefully the two that I'm about to read are terrible. So first one, creating a beautiful prep and then hitting the adjacent tooth at the very end. Bro,
3: this has to be a one guys, I can't lie. I just did my class two amalgam preps and I messed that up like six times.
0: I'd say a one because that feeling when your heart drops (laughs) You're like, it's irreversible,
1: I can't do anything about it. I'm thinking a a two, like it happens, but if you just nick it, you're like, oh. No, this is significant. Okay, that's bad. (laughs) But I'd still think a two just in case. Okay, well, the
2: last one is the trifecta. The patient says they can't do needles, they can't do fluoride, and
0: they can't do rubber dam.
3: Can't do rubber dam, oh my. I
0: don't think that's too bad, like, I'd probably put it below exam question and rubber dam, like me personally. But I just feel like if they're anti fluoride, you can talk them through it. Like I've seen patients who have changed their mind. Rubber dam, I'm not disappointed if I don't have to do it and I'm short for <laughs> <the> time. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I think with all of those, you can, if you have the right approach, you can talk them through it, if that makes sense.
2: Very fair. And David, how do you feel about that? Even though you are yet to experience it. <laughs>
3: I feel like rubber dam is such like a core control that we do at like the start of things. And yeah, I'm just worried that like, if I weren't to do rubber dam, like I know we don't do amalgam anymore, but if I were to do it and like all that stuff goes down their throat, I'd just be like super anxious. So probably two is a good place for me.
2: Okay. Well, the final tier list we have based on what you guys said, number one, hitting the adjacent two, number two, the trifecta, number three, the exam question number 4 the rubber dam tearing and number 5 the breath i think that's- not too
1: bad to be honest i think you guys did pretty well good job so that's all we have for today thank you for joining us for our very first episode we're so excited for the journey ahead and honored to have you with us here's to a future of discovery learning and empowerment in the vast world of dentistry
2: and guys don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms to stay updated on all of our latest episodes there is plenty more to come
1: till next time keep exploring keep questioning and brace yourself for more